But if you have any sort of ego when you're broke, then you're going to stay broke because that will surely crush your ability to dig yourself out of that hole. Hi, I'm John Timmerman, and if I were an apple, I'd be a honey crisp, sweet with integrity. I'm Rob Shogger, and if my calculations are correct and this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Al Kutcher, and I hate going to the bathroom. And oh, no. we are the co-founders of the Noble Company. What's up, Buzz Nation? Welcome to I'm a Little Buzz, straight out of Syracuse Studios. Syracuse is Syracuse's newest co-working space, combining comfort, creativity, and community. Check them out at Syracuse.com. This is the show where we bring a ridiculous amount of life to business, all while sharing a cup of whatever gets us buzzed. Today, we're drinking some Death Wish coffee because we all want to die from caffeine. Maybe taking laps in the so uh, fountain outside in a minute I'm here. so jittery. Like, I'm like... No food, death no wish food, coffee. No food, death wish coffee equals... Like three cups equals... You pooped today? Flying high. No, but... You if I know. run out of this podcast... <laughs> That's where I'm going. Everybody knows where I'm going because it's going to get serious in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Straight down the street. Well, on that note, what's Val, that? What's, get, what's getting you buzzed? Well, none of what we just said, but my new my new guitar, which I just purchased the other day. Bam, wow. Little front porch picking this weekend. Front porch picking, baby. Uh, yeah. I was like, you I have remember, a rocking chair? No, we talked about this. In oh, right, episode. right, 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 step right. Away from a glider, not a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get that, rocking chair is more banjo. Rocking chair is more like yeah. I'm gonna go glider, you know, invite maybe invite somebody over. Hey, you wanna hear a song? <laughs> you play the mouth harp straight off the street as they're walking by. Hey, hey, you, you wanna come up? Hear a song? Purple light upstairs. <laughs> oh gosh, dude. My Do you wanna come getting, up to my studio? <laughs> the image that my neighbors have of me is getting worse and worse uh, and worse. Purple light, inviting strangers onto the porch to play guitar songs for them. But I'm pumped about the new guitar, and it's given me such peace over the last four nights. Nice. Maybe you have to bring it on the show someday. Yeah. Today's show is about what do you do when you have $7.13 in your bank account? Or zero. Or zero dollars in your bank account. But first, now is the time when we cheers to life, love, lots of laughter, and attempting to introduce your spouse to somebody when you absolutely cannot remember the person's name. Ugh. It's excruciating. And you introduce your spouse first. And and I never do it. Pause. We talk about the trick. What? Lindsay and I talk about what to do. This is the signal. <laughs> this is what I do. If not, then you have to... And we forget every time. Forget the signal. Every time, it's and it's just awkward and weird. And then I end up walking away. <laughs> I know. So now you know. That's why John's walked away from you all these times. Sorry. What do you do? Sorry, everybody. Move? I'll, like I'll you don't know their name first, so I'll pa- they'll, then there'll be a pause, and then they'll usually they'll introduce themselves. What if they don't? Yeah. Like what if like oh this I've, is Michelle? I've never had that happen. So the trick is that Lindsay and I talk about, which we never do, is if we don't remember the person's name, yeah. and they come up, and it's clearly like it's Lindsay and them was the connection. Lindsay will say, "Oh hey, great to see you. This is my husband John," and then I will go, "Hi, I'm John. What's your name?" Right? Oh. And then yeah. that takes it off her and they'll tell right. me their name and she'll be like, oh yeah, I know so-and-so through, because 
nine times out of ten it will jog the memory. They just she just doesn't know the person's name, or I don't know the person's right. name. We know so, where that we saw them or something and, like and, that. And shake anymore. It's like you gotta. You you do, do, yeah, you do the stupid. Stupid. I mean, we don't know their names, so we don't even have to touch them. Right. They don't deserve a touch. I don't know what I do. I've done it in such a long time. I usually do something like silly and awkward where I'm like, oh, I've been wanting you guys to meet. And then I'm like, eh. And I like, you know, I just What's like, your name again? Wait. Uh, yeah, you know, fuck. Yeah, I just like say something else. Like, oh, yeah. What's your name? Chimichai. This is, this is uh, her. What did you say? Yeah. What was that? Sharon. Sharon? All right. I hate it. So. Uh, super excited. We have a new segment. If you watch the last show, uh, it's awesome and hilarious. It's called the Sippy Sip, Al. What is the Sippy Sip? The Sippy Sip. It used to be questions. Now it's not. Now it's free association to words. Oh, boy. That I make up. I don't make them up. They're real words. But you guys... <laughs> like shmash, Yeah. And a sound and a shoulder movement, too. No, no. I say the words and then John and Rob... Instant reaction. For example, our last episode, we did this, and I said George Clooney, and John, literally before I finished, said hot. So, still trying to figure that one out. That's yep. the kind of thing we're going for. So, all right, now we shall begin. Fire. Fire. Sticky buns. Delicious. <laughs> so, wait, I wasn't ready. I said fire, but I wasn't ready. Fire? It took like you five minutes. Sticky, Sticky buns. Well, you can say whatever you want, but John won. Okay, air fryers. All the time. <laughs> I want one. Ooh, uh, you got me that was a tie. What'd you say? All the time. All the time, and you said I want one. That yeah. was a tie. Yeah. Tie. Uh, complimentary bar nuts. Salty. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I already say delicious? M- MMA something? fighting. Aggressive. Fake. Cock fights. <laughs> we, uh, weird. Wait, was that was that a was that a tangent off of MMA? Yep, my rules, my show. <laughs> Damn, you said weird. Weird. Shirt plus. Medieval restaurants. Awesome. Fort. Tony Danza. Hilarious, but not really. Old octopus. Lots. Ass acne. <laughs> Terrible. Never seen it. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> Good for you. Rollerblades. Fun. Seventies. <laughs> I think you, I think we might have to double the, like, well, yeah. I don't know. 20? Maybe ten's okay. Go to twenty. We'll experiment. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> good job, buddy. Hey, Help yourself. <laughs> Need to order Al Tucks. I think your camera's over there. <laughs> for Al's camera. Oh. <laughs> Tucks pads. Tucks. That's not Tucks. for ass acne. That's for hemorrhoids. Next. But what if they burst? <laughs> Dude, they're on the outside. Tux? <laughs> Wait, aren't they like diapers or no? You tuck them up into the butt. <laughs> tux are like a uh, acne, acne cleansy pad for. Tux are. Okay, this is going real. Tux are. You put them. You tuck them. Oh, up in. Oh, so it doesn't do anything for ass acne. It doesn't acne. do for anything for ass acne. Oh, hey. What wow. do they do for yes. ass acne? Tucks do nothing for ass acne. No, I'm saying like, yeah, what no. do they, proverbial this. people, do for? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's like grains and things. What's the acne thing? Proactive. Proactive. Ass addition. Yeah. Proactive <laughs> for no, your ass. Proactive for your ass. A proactive ass. You asked for it. Yeah, you asked it. for we it. We brought it. We Boom. Found. That's their tagline. You, you proactive you ass addition. You, you asked, asked for, for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we should probably yeah. move on to today's show. Why? Uh, this is way too much fun. 
so anyways, yes, today's show is about uh, what do you do when you have $7.13 in your bank account or $0. So basically, when you're broke, a good amount of the world has been in this situation. Um, so we talk about business and entrepreneurship and whether you are a full-time employee, you're a freelancer, you have a part-time job, you have six part-time jobs, or you're a business owner, um, it's probably rare, much more rare that you've never been low in your bank account than you've been a trust fund baby and always had tons of money. Yeah. Uh, in fact, side note, I heard a podcast the other day and I don't want to shout it out, one, because I can't remember who it was. Number two is I don't want to throw them under the bus, but they were using the example of the pivotal moment in them growing their business mm -hmm. and like what was like a failure. And he literally goes, <laughs> he literally goes, I mean, it was a tough time in my life. I got down to the point where I had a thousand bucks in my checking account. <laughs> and, I, and I was like listening and I'm like, what? 15 second rewind. A thousand dollars. Like that's your bottom that's of your the barrel. Rock bottom. Rock bottom was a thousand bucks. Like well, go tell that to somebody who's homeless right now, sleeping. Yeah, there's a go tell that there. to John Paul DeJoria, who owns Paul Mitchell or whatever, oh, who right. lived in his car for like when he was 36 years old, lived in his car before he started yeah. Paul Mitchell Systems. Like a thousand bucks, man. Oof. That one's rough. That was, that's, that Anyways, must have been hard. Yeah. Everyone. You could only afford fing, you know, three months worth of expenses. Donald's dollar drive through. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. You could only afford one Starbucks per day. I know. <laughs> the rest of the world that actually, you know, yeah. experienced. So I care. let's set the tone here. Who has had. Uh, who's gone as low as tw 20 bucks in their bank account? Who's gone to zero, all right? Who's I've, gone to zero? I've gone to zero. You ever gone to no, zero? No. I've gone, who's gone negative? No. Like overdraft or, oh, yeah. you know, um, $25 insufficient overdraft funds. Overdraft protection was the best thing that ever, ever happened in the world. Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened was, I had, so my coworkers were going out for happy hour and I had like, not enough to go. Like I wasn't gonna be the guy who showed up and couldn't buy a round of drinks. Right. So I took my VCR and I sold it at a pawn shop. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Yes. That is great. I'm like, what do you mean it's only worth this? Yeah. You know? Dude, it's like yep. these. This is the kind of. Sh I don't know. Like I'm. I'm. I'm somewhat passionate about this, especially no, like now there's social media out there and like it's it, it's okay to show like the real stuff and it's motivating because like most people look at a story like John Paul DeJoria and like, oh yeah, he, sure he was homeless, but like now he's a billionaire, like right. whatever. Yeah. But like it, they don't they really- that he was a human being or is a human being that yeah. went through right. stuff. And if somebody's like really short on cash, they're like, oh, he, you know, it's hard to put yourself in the position and get motivated by that, yeah. in my opinion. Because it was 40 years ago this happened to him and it's not like real in today's day and age and it's right. it's hard to be like, it's hard to get inspired when you have zero dollars in your bank account because you're just like scrounging. Like, okay, he he's worth $2.7 billion. I just need to sell my VCR so I can take my bar buddies out to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go drink. Yeah, yeah. but like, so today's day and age, right? Yeah. Let's assume you have a full-time job and 
for whatever reason. COVID was a great example, though. Great, great example, except there is the government assistance and things, well, right. and there's there's some, but but yeah. it has a, had a shelf life, yeah. you know. And let's assume you have a job, but for some reason your expenses are higher. Whether right. it was your fault, and you have tons of debt now, and right. you know now you're kind of effed, or you have five kids and you know, you're trying to get out of multiple part-time jobs and it's just like a never ending cycle. Um, you know, what are, what are, what can we talk through? You, you know, lost music. I lost During time. COVID, yeah. you know, you and I both have hit $0 and negative. I started my, like when I was first starting my businesses, you know, I had to move in back in with my parents. Uh, couldn't afford paying my very few employees with also paying my rent, right? So I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna move back in with my parents. Sure. Went negative a ton of times. Oh my God. Tons of times. Tons of times. Paid, paid uh, my contractors or employees before I paid myself. I went, I remember I went three months without paying myself anything. And just credit cards, had to borrow money from my parents, like. And that's always the story, right? We're like. Yeah. So. You've been through it. I've been through it. You had to sell a VCR. Yeah. What's your advice for somebody who's right now has $0 in the bank account, just got hit with a $25 insufficient funds fee, and now they're like, frick, I don't have a paycheck for another yeah. unforeseeable future. Uh, my advice is first call the bank and then get that $25 fee waived. Reverse. <laughs> Reverse. Okay. Come up with whatever you got to come up with. Go in there, talk to them, get that off. Just because like, why? Yeah. Right? Like why? They'll, they'll, they'll do it. They'll do it. And so step one, your call your bank. establishments that are fining you things because of whatever. Explain, do whatever you get. Some will do it, some will not do it. You know, it is what it is. But just make the ask. Yeah. And then immediately, if, if, if you have the humility inside of you and you're not afraid of what other people think or you're not afraid, like that's a key thing, start selling stuff. Get... Go through your house. There's tons of shit that you, we've talked about this many times before. Name name three things you can sell, and then where can you sell them? Um, name three things you can sell. Like categories of stuff. Yeah. Like what what what's worth something? Clothing, technology, and furniture. Okay. Those are all things people would buy. Those are all things people would technically buy, especially technology. If you got old technology mm. or computers, things, compu- you know, camera, because they're high ticket items. Guitar. Right. That's not tech, I guess, but whatever. No, but like, you know, and don't give up the things that make you happiness. Don't sell your couch from under your ass. Like you need a place <laughs> to sit. You know what I mean? But like, if you've got things and we're talking about if you're broke, right? Yeah. This is desperation. Start selling shit. And that will generate money. Broke like zero dollars. Not, like, not broke like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I broke like zero dollars. Like you've got to pay rent and you've got to hustle or you have to be willing to go and get a job that is pays below minimum wage. Like mm-hmm. you can, beggars cannot be choosers. You got to go out and do what you got to do to make up that fund, that that amount of money until you get back to where you need to be and then you can readjust. But if you have any sort of ego when you're broke, then you're going to stay broke because that will surely crush your ability to dig yourself out of that hole. Yeah quickly. I wonder how many people, this is a hypothetical, I don't even know if you could answer this question or if there's data, but like how many people get to the point where they're broke, but will never go and get 
a part-time job or like a like a menial job because their pride's too like they'll they'll collect unemployment or welfare or whatever it is because yeah, they they mother. don't want to get I wonder how many I don't know people I mean, that is now when we say broke let's be clear here when we talk like our audience is listening when we say broke do we mean broke like our operating income is down to zero but we've got a healthy savings that we can move money from it no or are we talking broke 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 broke, broke. broke. because I I would venture to guess two different very different stories I would venture to guess most people that are in this situation now have a good amount of debt, whether it's student loans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they have built up expenses. They had a job, at least during COVID, they lost their job. And now they're just figuring out how to make rent, how to do this stuff. And they probably have some sort of debt going on. Mm-hmm. I would venture to guess, like that's the position that they're in. Right. People who have saved money and, and you know, they're, they're probably have a better off plan. They saved because they, Right. They are planning for this type of situation. So they're not broke, bro. What's up, Noble Nation? You all know that our conference is getting closer by the minute. On April 8th, 2021, we are holding Noble 2020 2.0 presented by Bankers Healthcare Group to teach you how to get more out of life and business. We've got an amazing lineup of speakers. Gary Vaynerchuk has built a conglomerate media company a uh, $200 million uh, ad agency, uh, co-founder of uh, Vayner Sports and a bunch of other uh, crazy media companies. AJ Vaynerchuk, his brother, is the CEO of Vayner Sports, a new age sports agency. David Meltzer is the co-founder with Warren Moon of Sports One Marketing, a multi-hundred million dollar uh, sports agency. Constance Schwartz-Marini co-founded Smack Entertainment with Michael Strahan and Aaron Andrews. I mean, these are crazy successful people that are going to teach you how they've grown their uh, businesses. And you can get a free ticket, $250 front section ticket. All you have to do is head to empathywines.com and order 12 bottles of delicious wine and use the code NOBOL2020 at checkout and bam, you get a free ticket. So if you love wine, it's fall. We're headed into delicious red wine season. We got red, rosé, white wine. Uh, Order 12 bottles of your favorite wine. Use the code NOBOL2020 at checkout and you will be sent a free ticket. Empathywines.com, NOBOL2020 at checkout. We'll see you there. We're talking broke, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Start selling things. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Like that's the only or Where? job. Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Craig Marketplace. Sells. That's the number one. Facebook. Let's go. I have sold things on Facebook Marketplace in hours. Literally hours. Yeah. Like I post it and a few hours later it's gone. And I sold it in cash in my hand and thanking God. Okay, so you sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Now you have some cash. What do you do? You know, assuming you have bills to pay, you have no savings, you know, how do you manage that in terms of what bills do you pay first? Like, what, what's your approach of well, first, trying to move forward? Anyone who really, you got, got to say this, get the book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Um, oh, I know that. Ramit Safi, get, yes. the, get that book. It's very, very important. It goes through every single strategic way and it discusses all this type of stuff too i mean it goes through every single strategic way of how to attack debt how to do this how to do that to get you so that you never have to face that situation again if you're broke go to the library and if you're broke go to the library 
Why? True, to get the book. So we don't have to pay for the book. Oh, it's but fine. yeah, Facebook Marketplace, sell things. I mean, everybody's got a different strategy. To me, I'm all about getting rid of the debt because. So now you sell your stuff, you got 500 bucks, you pay got debt. bills to pay, but you also have debt. Which way do you go? Wow, if you got bills to pay, then you gotta pay the, you don't wanna lose your home. Mm-hmm. So pay your, your lot, not lodging, what the hell is it? What am I looking for? Your more rent? No, yeah, but I mean, I, Mortgage? I, wanted, I wanted a more dramatic word. Lodging is pretty yeah. dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> pay your I don't know if you can get. <laughs> Pay for the roof over your Who's head. got a good uh, English accent? Anybody? Nah, not to us. <laughs> I want to say pay your lodging in, in like a nice yeah. Yeah, yeah. old English accent so bad right now. Pay your lodging? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> pay your lodging? Anyway, don't there we go. Lose How about the, that? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Don't lose the roof over your head. That's yeah. number one. Next, don't lose your, uh, you know, I, I mean, transportation is important, but we do have public transportation. Yeah. Number you one, sell your car, you right. downsize. Right. You know how many people today are, are house and car poor? Yeah. Don't Just trying to keep up. Right. So that's number one. And then, like, if you're buried in debt, t- tackle that. Because that's never going to, I mean, if you don't do that, you're going to be broke forever. Yeah. You will never be able to keep up ever or get ahead if you've got debt just going. Bah, 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 bah. Yep. Stop charging shit. Stop spending with credit card. Just stop. Yeah. So like, that that's. Cash flow only. That's something that, and we'll come back to the next step in a minute, but that's something that Lindsay and I, you know, we've been married for two years now. And so we never really combined our, our income. She's now left her previous shitty job and is working underneath Good Monsters organization. So we're, we're trying to tackle that, but I still have student debt. So do I. Uh, probably, I think it's at like 18,000 left. Oh. Uh, no, the rest of my debt is mostly paid off. Thankfully, now I'm not broke and we're making money. Uh, Lindsay has a lot of savings, a good amount of savings saved up. I don't have hardly any savings saved up. So like, it's all like coming right. back. Um, but combining, like looking at where we can save to get us completely out of debt. Like we're talking about getting rid of her car because now we never use her car. Get rid of we use debt. my truck to go to camp. We use... I use my truck to come here. She doesn't go anywhere because she's either with Trip or working out of our warehouse. Wegmans is around the corner. Like we literally don't need the car, car insurance. Like we can afford it, but we're like, why yeah. not save that seven hundred dollars a month? Yeah, pay off yeah. the student loan and and yeah. you know you, that's so he, just the most important thing ever is paying off that. I mean, I had a financial advisor <laughs> when I when I had a little bit of money that I was like enough money to start playing with. And I was like, oh, should I invest? Should I do this? Should I, you know, what should I do? How do I make money, make money? And I talked to my financial guy and I'm like, hey man, I got like X amount of dollars. You know, what do I want what, what should I do? And he was like, yeah, you should pay off your debt. He's like, cause the market's never gonna make you the amount of money that you're losing from the interest of your debt. He's like, they're, they're, the, the disparity is too big. So like pay yeah. the debt deal with it and invest in the market later in your life. But did like, you use all that money to pay off or did you, yeah. can I ask you how much or no? $20,000. So 20 grand. Did I you to pay off debt. all of it or all save it. any of it or like all my debt and then you started saving? It wasn't even all my debt. It was like, well, like pay down the debt. But the whole chunk went to debt. The whole entire chunk went to paying off. Did that debt. hurt a little bit or were you, was it exciting? It, nope, wasn't exciting at all. It still hurts today yeah and because i'm still in debt from the, like i still have debt from right. school loans. like that was just 20 grand because that's a that's a mindset it hurts thing a lot less long term that's totally a mindset thing for me 
I, I don't know if it was the way I was raised because, you know, that's the one thing when I was, and I don't blame my parents, but I, I more or less blame like the schooling system for not really educating on financing sure. and things like that. Oh, yep. yeah. You know, my parents talked, they tried, they, they gave an allowance if I worked hard and things like that, but I was never really instilled hard with a sense of like, this is how finances is work. How, yeah. If you go broke, like, but whatever. So um, I am less likely, I'm more likely to be like you if I, if I get and, and have done this, not quite 20 grand, but if I get a chunk of money and pay off a bunch of debt, like it hurts. Oh. Like it I would, I feel so much, much better if I have that available. But then one of my really good friends. Yeah, but you're losing. Right. <laughs> one of my really good friends made really good money for a little while because he was working a full-time job and he was freelancing for like $75 an hour yeah. and basically working like 80 hours a week full-time in. Yep. So making a shitload of money, paid off his whole like $30,000 student debt in the course of a year or two. Yeah. And every penny he made he put and he felt so good like that because that's how he sort of was raised is right. like no debt no debt never debt like well, over the next 30 years though do you know how much more money he's gonna make so much more infinitely yeah like it, it's the difference between him him being able to become a millionaire by the time he's 40 and not yeah well it goes back to what you said before is that it's not it, it hasn't been and it really they're still not doing a good job of, of teaching it in, in high school and, and in college. No, you don't. Not. And will that ever happen? I mean, co so colleges are being thrown for a it's, loop right now. It's getting better, you know, I mean, to some extent, but like. Yeah, for the finance students. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because. for the because psychology the, students, that yeah, was no. me. Think of the college debt, right? Because that's what our generation. Well, that's what crushes everyone, but. So do you think. Well. It's gotta, the college industry has got to have a stranglehold on the education, the the pre-college education system. Like they have to be talking to each other quite a bit, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing that colleges would never let the edu the, the, what am I talking about? What's grade school called? Just yeah, like K through 12, whatever. Lodging. Lodging. <laughs> Lodging. Uh, I don't know if they would ever let that curriculum get in there about, hey, here's how to be smart Right. with your college right. and this debt. Like if you don't need to go debt, to college, yeah. go to trade school, well, do this. Time. I don't know if they would ever let that curriculum enter. I think the next 20 years college is gonna take a huge hit. Oh man, you should huge listen hit. to the podcast, uh, like, Prof G Show. You do Scott. not need to go to college. They're taking a hit now. I mean, for there's that split. So it's that and obviously with COVID and everything. I mean, there's yeah. just no reason to go to college unless you're gonna become you know, a doctor, a lawyer, uh, an accountant, something that is like, you know, you need those certifications for, you need all that. But like us, like what is the point of me having an MBA at this point? You know what I think could happen is that college will be pushed back so it's not right out of high school, right? So I, I could see uh, organizations coming in, they're already talking about like Microsoft and Google, like doing these programs where it's like- well, Like Google's doing right now, what, $99 for- yeah. Like that's your schooling. That's and then schooling. if you decide to go to be a doctor or you decide to go to be a lawyer or something where you need the next level, a four year degree and plus to be this sort of, you know, right. to get certified, State then you go in. And all this other shit. But you might go take a course from Google or a series of courses from Google and that certifies you to go make $300,000 as a programmer. Right. right. Like it's a, a lot of changes coming. Yeah. But for those that are behind that curve and they have a hundred grand in debt. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. So you still have 100? 80. 80. That was that 20. Oh, yeah. So it was like literally throwing a chair off the Titanic. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) They made it just a little bit later. You know, like I'm still in a very bad place with that. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping one day they just go away by some government change or some some miraculous program that comes along and they're like, just hoping throws the college debt off the Titanic. It just throws the whole thing. And, you know, but I don't know. That sucks. Yeah. Sucks. So the interest on it is like, so Stupid. Your, yeah. So yeah. if you're paying off debt, obviously pay. I know Dave Ramsey and he says all this shit, but pay off the highest interest ones first. I think that's his too. No, he says pay off the smallest ones first. He says, so if oh. you have a loan for eight grand, I thought he does the snowball. That's, or that's is that the snowball? That's the snowball. Yeah. So if you pay off a little baby loan, oh, you feel good. Snowball effect. Then you can pay off the next baby loan. Well, I'm not, this is not fact. I'm not a, an expert, but like pay off the one with the highest interest rate first. Yeah. So get rid of that because that's going to crush you and then work your way back to the lowest interest rate. So let's go back to our steps. Sell stuff on, sell, sell stuff. stuff. You pay your utilities, the stuff that you need to live, food, yes. utilities, all that. water, that's utilities, I guess. Uh, find a way for transportation. Sure what rinse and repeat then right so you can sell things keep yes keep going then don't just stop yeah like if you pay off your whatever or you you let oh you made your rent for the month great keep going like until you're so far ahead that you're like okay i can breathe yeah i've got now i can start to save a little bit now i can start to pay myself 20 percent off the top to myself for savings which it should be number one every little penny you make you should mm-hmm. put 20 percent to yourself yeah. as if it never existed but and, you got to get ahead. And do you agree? Like, so, so my suggestion for a next step, um, I followed this a little bit. Well, no, I, d- I did follow this. So when I was in a, some rough times, um, do do three things. Number one, uh, keep doing what you you said Let's and try to find things to sell on Craigslist, Facebook, because at that point, twenty bucks matters, thirty bucks matters. Everything it can go matters. to a you can lower yourself. You can lower all your bills. So I would say before this next step, one thing that I would throw in there is to go to find go find ways to lower your bills. My cell phone bill right now is one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Right. I could go to Mint Mobile and get it for twenty or whatever right. it is, totally. right? So go find ways to lower your bills. Call all your companies and say, "I'm broke. Broke. How can I just make sure my water keeps coming?" Whatever yeah. it is. The step after that, the, let me know so what you guys think. Knowing your output, like knowing how much do I have to output every month? Yeah. What do you think about this? I would do the next, the three things. I would keep doing that, keep selling things. Even if you had to go garage selling, find items that you can sell yeah. and flip, go to your parents, go to your friends. Hey, you guys have anything to sell? Yeah. The cash second, flow, right? Yeah. First one, cash flow. Create cash flow any way you can. Yeah. Flipping. Yep. Second one is go find at least a part time job that can supplement that because you might run out of stuff to sell. Sure. You might buy a bunch of things for 20 bucks and none of them sell, right? So right. get some, go to Wegmans if you're in the Northeast, go to Home Depot, go to somewhere where you don't need anywhere, a lot of skills anywhere. to- Family Dollar, McDonald's. And talk about your story about the oh, convenience the thing in a, in a minute. And then the third thing is to explore opportunities to be a, a freelancer of some sort. Oh, right. Find a skill, skill that you set. have. Here's a couple that a lot of people could do. Tutor, tutoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I have several friends that did this during the during the pandemic to supplement parents that couldn't that couldn't deal with the work and their kids at home and the distance learning and all of that kind of stuff. They brought in tutors. Mm. 
mm -hmm. uh, people that weren't even teachers. Huge. Um, so tutoring is one. If you have any sort of creativity, you can go paint. You can paint walls. You can yeah, paint like houses. Paint. You can, yeah. You Groundwork, landscaper, yeah. mowing yeah. lawns. Dig up a bush. Yeah. Uh, freelance writing, freelance photography, like for really down and dirty. Like just find a skill that you have. Car mechanic, handy person, uh, you know, whatever it might be, you could find a few jobs here and there to like supplement your account set. So those are the three things that, that I did to eventually and those things get up and out. From an internal standpoint, humility. Mm. Big, big time. Big time humility. Big time. Like, because people will will make you feel bad <laughs> when, when you're not doing well. Big time humility and it's okay. Ignore social Ignore media. Ignore everything. And big time sacrifice. Like you can, you just simply cannot live the life you are living when you are in recovery mode. Yeah. You cannot go out and drink with your buddies. Drinks are six, Unless seven you sell dollars. your VCR. Unless you sell your VCR <laughs> and then you can go hard. For like three hours. And then you sell a DVD player. <laughs> you got four. That's right. But like you have to make, you have to be able to sacrifice and feel the, the suffering of sacrifice and know like, this is for the greater good and I'll be fine in X yeah. amount of months. But like, I'm not, I'm not buying, I'm not doing anything. The biggest thing you have to think about is do you want to feel good for the two hours that whatever it is you're spending right. your money on or telling somebody or being fake or whatever, do you want to feel good in that moment because right. it helps your ego uh, and be broke and in debt and for, collections and people find out you are lying later and all the stuff that happens later? Or would you rather just be honest now, take the pain temporary, temporary and then be on your way to climbing out of that? Because th that's the ultimate decision you have to make every time you yeah. either spend money on a Starbucks because you want to and the humility piece. Posted on social media or yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. The humility piece is, I mean, when I was in college, I used to go out drinking with my buddies and they, I don't know where they got the money from, honestly, but I would be like, oh, damn it. Like, I did not want to say no. And I would, I would lay down, you know, 60 bucks to buy a round and I had no business doing that. And I would, mm. I would wonder, I wonder if this is going to put me in the negative. Like, yeah. this is definitely going to overdraft. And I, th I can't not do it. Mm -hmm. I was, I, I can't not, oh, now we know, looking back, like I could have been like, no, I'm not going out tonight, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. But I, I was in a place of- It's you know, when you're younger and you you're trying to fit keep in. keep up and, with everybody yeah. else. I grew up <laughs> around a lot of rich people. Went to a, a private, you know, school that was filled with rich people. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not that. My parents- it's tough sacrificed to send me to that school for the connections yeah but they didn't have the money that my friend's parents had sure. so it was like beg borrow and steal to send al to the school but like we didn't have that kind of money yeah and it was uh it was a you know now i learned i should have just said no but like you said though it's it's so tough it's easy to say in hindsight now but to go tell do that. a teenager or a yeah. or a 19 year old or a 21 year old or whatever like yeah just don't go out like oh it's impossible yeah because it's literally you, like life or death to them at that oh, point yeah you know or don't buy the the sneakers that tommy has mm -hmm. because but that's like, what it takes but they're gonna go get the whatever but that's what it takes at that age and then so after that my final thought is to figure out which one of those three is like your answer are you 
you know, the flipping thing is sort of could, I mean, it could be long-term could if you're be. really good at it. But Ryan to me, Beneta that's- made $8,000 a week flipping couches. Just look that up. Okay. $8,000 a week flipping couches Damn. off of Facebook. That's a lot of coins in the couch. Cushions. That's and actually where he made the that's, that's, that's where the big money was. He found a hundred dollar bills. Yeah, the and he did it from drug dealers. So yeah. you know. So they were really they like were, rolls in there. Yeah, they were hiding it. It was great. Uh so that's a special person to be able to do that. Yeah. But to me it's the second two, right? Figure out and and Gary Vaynerchuk says this, are you number one or number two? Right? Are you destined to go get a job again and, and climb your way back out? Or are you destined to keep that freelancer contract thing going and, awesome, and awesome. start your own business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because those you either have a job or you own the job. Yeah. It's it's okay. sort of one of those two things. Rob, tell your story. Because that's a that's like yeah. a wild. Man. <clears throat> yeah. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna provide some context oh, yeah. to the story, but I mean, go so ahead. this wasn't this wasn't a broke story, but this was a story of struggle. Struggle where you're you're in a position you have to do what you have to do. And how old were you? This was 2008 so right at the so right I'm at the 40, big collapse of I'm everything 47 now so i was what 35 sure so 35 years old uh newly married uh sold my company so the business that i owned i thought was worth x in, in here's a tip for you your business today is only worth what somebody's willing to pay you for it so if People don't want to pay you for your business. You're screwed. Yeah. So how did you come up with that valuation? You know. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So the business uh, initially was a merger. Merger falls through. Uh, luckily, it was went into on a handshake. Came out on a handshake. Take the clients back. Sell it ten cents on the dollar based on contract renewal. That was it. And sold off some equipment. So I made a little bit of money there. The game plan was to go into business with my wife. Some some circumstances happened to where that was not going to work out at the time. It was out of both of our controls. So um, then it was go look for a job. And this is where you talk about the humility part, right? So everywhere I went, we can't afford to hire you. You're overqualified, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm 35 years old. And, and this is what yeah. life has come I to. I just ran my own business for X amount of years, and now I'm like, it was yeah. crazy. Applying so for jobs. I had to sell my truck. Oh my gosh. Because it didn't make sense to drive. Number one, it didn't make sense to have that payment. Number two, it didn't make sense to pay the fuel to be driving places in a truck. So then I had to like go find a. I, I bought a Saturn Ion. Beater. So I go from driving this awesome crew cab Dodge Ram 1500 pickup truck to a Saturn Ion. And uh, so I was still uh, running meetings in uh, what at that time was my wife's business. The office was 35 minutes from home. So after being turned down time and time and time again, I, I find a part-time seasonal job, which is gonna last 90 days. So I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of something and then there was rock so, bottom. Real quick, uh, okay, talk about rock bottom. So rock bottom was like, I had ran out of like places to like online. You know, all the all the digital stuff wasn't really prevalent at that point. Right. So it was a newspaper or it was whatever, just constantly looking. And I don't even know. I think I, I think I might have applied for unemployment, but I don't. I don't think I, I don't. 
think it ever happened. I don't think I needed to take the check. Mm -hmm. uh, was that because where, like, where did you have money coming from? Did you have it saved, or or was so, it was no. your wife helping you out? So did or not like have what? money saved uh, because I was a business owner. Everything I made was going back yeah. into that. So the nest egg was a little bit of uh, some of the equipment that I sold from my from my business. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't have a retirement to borrow from. I didn't have any of that. I didn't even have a retirement because everything I had was going into the business. So you're getting low on that, and now yeah, now you were like, oh shit! And you couldn't borrow only from a lender, years. right? Because you yeah, had I, no. I could. I mean, my credit was okay, but oh. it was like, for, for what? You know, Keep like I'm capable to... of working. It was just a matter of going right. and finding something. So uh, I go back to a, a client who was a, owned. A, he was a chief operating officer for a chain of convenience stores. And I said, look, here's the situation. Told him the same story I just shared with you guys. He's like, yep, go to the such and such store, see so-and-so, tell him I sent you, there's an opening. I'm like, oh, what, what, what's the shift? He's like, it's overnight. I'm like, perfect. So now I know I can still run a meeting. I can still do the seasonal job because that was whenever I wanted to work it. And I can do this overnight. But both the office and the convenience store were 35 minutes from home. So I'm like, well, it doesn't make sense to drive to the office, go back home, go back again. Right. So I bought a blow-up mattress, grabbed a pillow and a blanket, and I stored that in the closet at the office. Like tucked it up and like embarrassed as all hell and like threw it in a file cabinet drawer. The only person that knew was my wife and I and the person who uh, owned the office. Right. So I'd run a meeting, dressed up in a suit and tie, change, sleep for two, three hours, get up, fix my hair, go to the convenience store, work overnight in a not so nice part of town. Probably the worst part of that was, there was two things. One, you're by yourself. So if shit went sideways, the saving grace was that the police department, um, we gave them free soda and coffee overnight. So they were kind of in and out all the time. Right. But to contend with shoplifters when you're in by yourself overnight yeah. <clears throat> and you've got there's nothing there, right? You know, or they come behind the counter because I mean, just story after story. Um, but to have clients from your business come in, so my business was seasonal, so this was off season. They walk in and they're seeing you as a cashier at the convenience store. And look, there's not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just that was my story. Yeah. And they're looking at to hit on like, the ego. They're like. And then walk out and they're like, you know, they're scratching your head thinking like, what the hell is he doing here? Yeah. And then leave that, go to work, the seasonal job, go home, go to bed. And that was six days a week of that rotation. For, for how long? For about four months. Four months. You know, and but and that was still just another step. It was a step out of that position into a, eh, a little bit less uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. And then a step again. So that was really, we're talking probably a... Call it a year of discomfort. Well, it was more than that. It was probably, you know, all said and done was probably a three to five year transition. Oh my gosh. Of you know, getting back to doing okay and then getting back to like, okay, now start putting it away for your retirement and start playing catch up because that's the shit that you got to do. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. You know, and yeah, rebuilding good. yourself and starting over again and going back to the, you know, our last show with, with the Dick Boss. Like, 
sometimes you have to reinvent yourself over and over and over again mm -hmm. until you find that zone where you know as a human being you're supposed to be in yeah you yeah. know so i wasn't broke you know i, I think i almost would have rather been broke because i knew how to make money and do something than to go through what i went through however today looking back i wouldn't i wouldn't trade that for anything because it was where i was humbled brought back down the level of, of empathy that i have today in understanding for all that shit happened because of what i had to go through yeah for a season of life yeah and what's interesting to me is you said you were newly married and it's like so and th this is a whole nother topic which we can discuss another time but this this just the psychological wear and tear of losing your uh career identity or losing mm -hmm. your job or losing your income source whatever it is that hasn't changed ever like a hundred years ago if you law if a man and i'll just say this for you know we'll we'll apply it to men and women but i'm a man so i'll talk from a man's space if you lost your job a hundred years ago, the emotional impact of that is the same as it is today, in my opinion. Where like when a man loses his ability to provide, provide, and we don't have to go down like roles or gender, any of that bullshit. But like when a man loses his ability to provide, like the, the mental and emotional, even if you don't have anyone, even if you're providing for no one. The mental and emotional torture that starts mm -hmm. to play inside of your mind and storylines that you start to create is so drastic. And I've, I've experienced it multiple, multiple times where I'm just like, I am a loser. Like I cannot, I am a loser. Like I'm X age, I have X amount of dollars. Like what did you do wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And fighting that alone is a job in and of itself. Like fighting that mental Fighting that mental story, it's it's very, very difficult. So not only is your bank account suffering, but your your mental and emotional health are suffering during it. And it's a, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to dig yourself out of all of that. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, and there's no uh, there's no one way to do it either, right? Nope. There's different types of people that are that view it differently. You know, I my my brother, for instance, he's got laid off during the early, early. Every time you say that, I go, Timmermaid. Timmermaid, not that one, different oh, one. different one. The other brother. Uh, got laid off <clears throat> from his r relatively good, cushy, yeah. you know, work from home job previous to COVID. Um, <clears throat> and he got laid off and, and at first it was a shock, right? Sure. But, you know, our, I would say our family is much more easygoing about yeah. not having jobs or like get it, finding our way out of it or figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And we also weren't raised on a lot of money. So like, you You're know, right. we're not used to that. God. So, but he's, you know, he has used this time to like really dive into connecting with his family. Mm -hmm. You know, he, um, married? he's married, mm -hmm. yep, got two kids. Uh, she didn't work. Now she's got like a part-time job, I think. And they're fine. And and they're fine like for now, right? Like, and I I can't speak to him. I don't know where his mindset is, is like what he's doing to try to find a job and things like that. But he's a capable guy. He's an engineer, essentially. Mm -hmm. Very successful in the bike industry. He's got offers to like consult and things like that. But like, he's not nearly as like professionally driven as I am, but he's like, okay. You know, he he got some of the government assistance that came out. He had some savings, 
you know, and they weren't spending a lot of money at all. Is, is that, have you noticed if it's taxing him at no, all mentally? No, no, no. He's happy. Oh, gosh. Right? So that's what I'm saying is like it's different Forever, because, yeah. you know, we were raised in an environment that didn't rely heavily on money. Part of the reason why our parents didn't hammer finance into us, they hammered happiness into us. So like my other brother uh, has his own clothing company, Timmermaid, very, Timmermaid, Timmermaid.com. Uh, very, it's like made to order stuff. It's not, yeah, he yeah. doesn't make a ton of money sure. and things like that. Uh, and he lives relatively off the grid, you know, super low expenses. Yeah. And that type of living makes him happy, you know? So it's highly individualized mm -hmm. where you were raised, how you were brought up, sure. what the professional environment you're coming from. Yeah. Can't even imagine in 2008, the financial crisis happened, those CEOs that were like drinking martinis every night or whatever, and then all of a sudden we're like out of cool. a job. Yep. You just ever see those pictures of like, Oh, people, so people on like, the sidewalk like in their suits, themselves. like crying. Yeah. They just got like their company just folded and nobody's hiring them as a CEO because nobody has $300,000 to pay. pay them, yeah. Like that type right. of shift. I mean, people killed, like committed killed suicide. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you have a $400,000 lifestyle to pay for and you, you know. And you have to go get a job at Walmart. Right. For 70 a year. That meant people couldn't handle that right. mentally. So. It's the truth. Uh. So yeah, we sort of summed up some of those steps. You know, if you're if you're broke right now, you, as Al said, have to practice humility. Oh. I can concur there. You, Rob, can back that up. Yeah, you have sacrifice. to get over your own ego, mm -hmm. otherwise it's going to be a long, painful ride that, you know, will probably not end good. Or you'll just have to practice humility or figure it out later on right. when you go even deeper. Yeah. Um, so and be honest about it. Like if you have a spouse or anything, I think. There yeah. were times where I was with people and I would, there were times where I would fake it and I would yeah. be like, well, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. And I would go home and think, oh, shit. Even worse of yourself, like, right? Like yeah. this person. It's eventually going to come out. But I'm not. Yeah. I would say, I'd be like, hey, just, you know, can we talk for a second? Like, I'm struggling. You got to be vocal. Yeah. Or you're going to, it's a bad road. Like, and this is a huge, you can't see it now, but this is a huge opportunity for, this is a huge opportunity. Mm. It's a huge opportunity yeah. in your life, whether it's you had a boss and now this is your opportunity right. to really figure shit out in your life yeah, yeah. and start from the bottom and climb up to where you wanna be, whether that's owning your own business, whether that's working for a better culture, whether that's a completely different industry, whether that's trying to figure out how to go back to school if you can you know, eventually get the funds or find a job that will help you go back to school. Home Depot, Wegmans, they all give uh, tuition yeah, assistance. Yeah, so this is a really big opportunity. Uh, you know, it stings now. It stings like a mother when uh, when I had no money and and was getting hit with insufficient funds. But you just got to realize you got to like Temporary. one step in front of the other. Practice yeah. humility and tell people you love in case they can help you. There's so many more resources available today, or at least it's more it's more talked about. It's easier. I think it's easier you know? to dig out. But, but it's it's only easier if you put your head and your mind and your heart in the right place. Because if those things are not in the right place, then it's not easy. Tactically, it's easier maybe because the internet right. and the information out there, but like emotionally, emotionally and mentally, it's, the, it's, same. it's, the, same. it's yeah. the same. It's the same. And it will always probably, be the probably same. Probably worse now because the, oh, the pressure, oh. the pressure yeah. and, sure. the, and the, the ego and yeah. what everybody else is doing around you and the 
the, the need or the feeling to have to keep up. Yeah. And that emotion you does know? not age discriminate. You know, the, right. the, the kids that are 20 in college that are making stupid financial decisions is no different than the 36 year old who quits his job or she quits her job and wants to start a business and then can't hang out with their friends anymore and right. go to Barbados yeah. twice a year because, you know, that's the same. It sucks. Yeah. Well, but, good luck, everyone out there. If you're having a tough time, uh, shoot us some DMs. Um, we're uh, we're here to help, give some advice or insight if we don't have advice, because uh, point you in the right direction. Yeah, we'll that point you. We can't answer. Get that book. What is it? I will teach you. To I will be teach rich. you to be rich. Ramit Sathi. There's audio book. There's regular book. There's all sorts of things. It's a great, great book. Good advice. All right, everyone, as always, we are super appreciative for you to watch and, and listen. Um, remember, you can catch us on video on all the video platforms, YouTube, Facebook, uh, IGTV, and podcasting platforms, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Yeah. Cheers, everyone, to life and business. May we all prosper in both.